Welcome to Never Just a Dog Podcast. I'm your host, John Littlefair, and I am so excited to bring you this episode. Today's guest is a world-renowned painter and illustrator. In her own words, she describes dogs as being her life. So sit back and enjoy as we chat with the very amazing Jess, creator of Ladybug Art. So it's raining. Is it raining there now? Yeah. Oh the dog God. hasn't come out for a wee today yet. Wow, showing my age, I'm 734 years old. But um, <laughs> the I lived in London for a year and a half over 91, 92, and I sent a photo home to mum and dad back in the day. And it wasn't, you don't take selfies. It was no Facebook internet. And they, when I spoke to them three months, they said, what did you dye your hair for? And I said, what, what do you mean? They said, you've dyed it black. And I said, I haven't dyed it black. And then realised I'd gone for four <laughs> months without seeing the sun. But um, That's fair. In saying that, I do love England. I do love England. How did you get into or begin to immerse yourself in, in art? It's, it's sudden, do you know what? Right? I've, I've, no, I've, I've drawn. I've always drawn. I've doodled. I've... I love pencil and paper. I've always been a fan of pencil and paper. Um, when I was about 11, I used to draw on post-it notes. You know the little sticky post-its? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I used to draw designs on them. Um, and I went to school one day and I came home and my dad had two bands wrapped on his, on his wrist. And I was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah got to the car and he's taken them off and two of the designs that I'd had on the post-its, he got tattooed on his wrists. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm going to be a tattooist. Bear in mind I'm only like 10 at the time. All through school I was into art. It's Art is not a thing I don't think is, is pushed in people so much. Yeah. And I think it should be because even with mental health and everything like that, just create anything that you can do whether it's talking, poetry, writing, singing, even if you can't sing, sing anyway. Same with painting, just just do what you can. So all through life, I've had sort of rubbish jobs, waitressing, pubs, just supermarkets, everything. In the process, I'm always drawing in the background. When I reached about 18, 19, I moved to a place called Gloucestershire and I, I fell into tattooing. Um, so I started tattooing, got a tattoo license, uh, became in the process of that really. And then from there, well, from there I was tattooing and then became pregnant with my daughter. Uh, became a single parent and being a single parent, I couldn't work days or anything like that. So I started drawing. And it was, uh, when I look at the earlier stuff that I do, it's horrendous you know when you sort of look at your own stuff and you're like oh my god this is horrible um yep and then I got into like a network of, of a group of people on on Facebook and it was just a dog group it's literally just a dog group that we all talk about our dogs and and what our dogs do so then through feeling that you go like I've got a little illustration a, a, a little illustration of mine of a dog having a poo because it's just, it's something that dog, dog owners look at and they're like, my dog does that. I love that. And things like that. Um, and then it, it, as you get to know people, then it gets deep and you have deeper conversation with people. And they're like, you know, I've lost my dog. And then I think I lost my dog. 
and then through that I just the only way I know how to say how I feel is to draw and I've sort of always done the same if I feel sad I'll draw something sad I always learnt with me I don't know if it's actually real or not but if I draw points it means that I'm not in a good place if I draw circles without any shape to it then I'm really really happy so I kind of adjusted to how I feel through how I drew and it helped me through a process that I didn't know was there if that's made any sense whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm kind of spellbound because I can't draw for anything. I can draw blood. That's about it. So you can, everyone can draw everyone. Yeah, I yeah. have to say it. Everyone can draw, but I don't want to hype people up too much because then I don't have a job. <laughs> so you can, you can draw to a certain degree, but not, not what I do. <laughs> oh no. I mean, I'm self-taught anyway. I'd never went to college. I didn't go to university anything like that it was just kind of it was it was through a process of discovering myself I always used to think not there's something wrong with me but I thought I'm always so emotional about stuff and I don't know why I'm so emotional about stuff when it comes to dogs I you know I'm one of them people who stop and stare at at people walking past when they have a dog and then as soon as someone else says to me I've lost my dog I'm like just in pieces because I'm like I know exactly how that feels to then go into the creative process to be able to, I don't, initially I didn't do it for people to relate to. I did it because I was like, okay, I'm grieving something here or I'm feeling this way about something. I'm going to put it out in the open so people don't have to ask me if I'm okay. People don't have to sort of say, Jess, are you all right? Or is there anything going on at the moment? They can go, okay, Jess has just posted that. This is how she's feeling today. You know, and then I do it in like a form of, a, a little the little white dog that I do um I've kind of used him as as the body person of in the little illustrations of I'm not okay or I am okay or just eat cake or go to sleep or I've seen some illustrations where there's puppy then like maybe a year old and then like a more mature is that like what you've, yeah. what you've done on purpose or I mean the white dog I should I I always screw up old paper and I'm always told now you shouldn't because one day it'll be worth millions obviously when I'm dead at some point um, oh that's right I'll, I always, um, I'll, always... um, I'll give you the address to you know post <laughs> yeah. the check to but... I throw it I throw it all away and I shouldn't um yeah. but the white dog kind of morphed from this scribble and I wanted something so simple and plain you know white is sort of spiritual and and just pure which is something that dogs always have been um that it is completely relatable because it's just it is what it is you know it's just it's just a white dog so it can represent anything um obviously a lot of a lot of people don't see it that way but then they wouldn't because only I know you know they're sort of like so yeah it, it, it sort of came from there and then it always adapts this is why it's it wasn't meant to be a, a, a ball breed kind of thing. It was just a dog that, a dogly shape from my past. We've always kind of had big white dogs, um, but that wasn't really anything to do with it. And then as time goes on, I'm trying to morph it. I mean, look at Snoopy. Snoopy was a beagle, but no one ever looks at Snoopy as a beagle. Snoopy's just a dog. I want it to be like that, where it's it's like it's not a bull breed. 
it can be a bull breed, but it's not a bull breed. It's just a dog that anyone can have. So I so want to branch out. There's so many things that I want to do, like in the, in the male side. The stigma around the male side is something that I do want to pick up on because it's something so true to me. I mean, losing our dog, um, Bullseye, was the first time I saw my dad cry. It was the yeah. first time I saw him cry. And yeah. I haven't seen him cry over family members pass away. Love yeah. him dearly, but, you know, haven't, he's never sort of cried like that. And I thought, oh, my God, this is a big thing, especially when you've lost a dog. It's such a good thing to talk about because it just, they're the ones in life that are there for you you think of your dog and you think in that process that dog has been there through the worst times the best times losing jobs gaining jobs gaining friends losing friends everything in the process and then you sit back and you think right in that 8 10 13 years they're the ones still here still with me haven't judged me so then when you lose them you think oh my god my shadow's gone every Every little tiny part of me is, is, is gone. The thing that I come home to and release, you know, I can just chuck my shoes off and sit on the sofa and not be judged and just vent to this thing that is staring at me and just wants me to give them food. And pets. It's no longer there. Yeah. yeah. And scritches and love. And they're, they're not there anymore. So it's, to me, it's such a, it's, it's bigger. I think it's, it's, a, it's a huge thing that needs to be spoken about. So this is my biggest problem here. When you say, I've lost my dog, people go, oh, that's... Some people, obviously some people are completely... My yeah. friends will cry with me, you know? But often people, strangers, go, oh, that's sad. Okay. And that's it. If you were to say the word dog and you were to just say a name, so for instance, I lost my George 10 years ago, I still can't sleep. I can't think. I can't focus. I can't go to work. People go, yeah, you know, you'll never get over that. You know, it's such that the moment you say a dog, they go, oh, you should be over that by now. But if you don't mention dog, it's completely okay to not be okay. And this is what needs to change. It, it does need to change. This is why I like doing posts in the virtual world where people can go, you know, secretly, if everyone around them is 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 not understanding on their situation, they can post a picture of their dog on my page and go, it's been five years and I've missed them and I love them and one day I'll see them again. If that makes you feel so much better about yourself and the day and missing the one that you love, do it. Post away. You can post a hundred times on my page. That's what it's there for. You know, I might not be the greatest artist out there, but I like knowing that people can relate with something genuine to how I feel. I do have to ask, like, so how did Rue come into your life? So Rue came in. Oh, I love talking about Rue. Rue is like my favourite. She was she was my best friend 500 years ago. I'm sure of it. We ruled the world. Um, so 13 years ago, uh, me, it was my best friend, her partner at the time and myself and her partner was looking for a dog to rescue he worked in something to do with the police he trained he, he did like tested police cars or something I don't know it might have been a lie at the time I've no idea but he needed a dog <laughs> um which was the bottom line you know if someone needs a dog I'm game I'm, I'm going uh, and we went to this rescue center 
Um, and we've gone to this rescue centre and he's looking at Alsatians, German Shepherds, any sort of, I think he, we met a collie as well. Um, and it's a lovely rescue centre. There was a big greenery and they've got the whole setup of the sitting room. You can see how they are sort of in a living room and everything else. As we're walking out, and this is so cliche, but it's 100% true. As we're walking out, this this thing runs towards me. And I sort of spun around, and it's Rudy. And she was about, she must have been about eight weeks old at the time, covered in mange, absolutely disgusting. Just a, a grotty, horrid-looking puppy. And she's just jumped onto my white gypsy skirt that I had on at the time. And I've sort of laid on the floor and she's just curled up on me. And you know when you just think, you're mine and I'm yours and this is it. You know, and I was 18 at the time and I still lived with my mum, but we kind of shared the house. So we split the house into two. So I had my side and she had her side. I'm saying this because this is the reason why I got Rue. Um, so I, we, we were driving back on the way home and I started crying and I said to Misha you know when you meet people or things or something in your life just says to you that can't end and Misha went do you want to go back and I, I said yeah we've got to go back so we went back and I said can I sign the form for her and they said we'll do home checks and everything else so they, it, it literally took about seven days and then I had to wait till she was little all the mange was gone. She was horrible looking. I can't, I can't express how, how she just looked like a groggy puppy that's come out of a drain pipe, you know, kind of situation. But she wasn't. She just lost all her hair. Um, and that was it. About I just sort of said to my mum, we're getting a dog. <laughs> and she went, we're not. And I said, we are. And then that was it. 13 years down the line, she's still with me. Oh my god! Because I've been looking at the photos or whatever. So has she got a little bit of arthritis? Like is she a little bit stiff? Um, so she got she got diagnosed with arth. Yeah, she got arthritis. Yep. She was diagnosed with it last year. She collapsed. Um, worst worst day ever. It, she just collapsed in the garden, and um, she couldn't move. And I and I thought she was either having a seizure or some. It was just drastic. Obviously, we're in the middle of a of a pandemic as well, so. I've, I've taken her to the vets and obviously you can't go in because of coronavirus. Uh, they took her in on a stretcher and you know, when you just, sometimes you take your dog to the vets, same as you take your kids to the vets. Some, uh, you don't take your kids to the vets, never take your kids to the vets. They go to the hospital, um, <laughs> but they hurt themselves. <laughs> they hurt themselves sometimes. I'd like to check my kid in for um, just day boarding. <laughs> Lock this kid in the kennel. There's your cup of uh, biscuits and a bowl of water and, like, there we go. <laughs> but do you know what? I could try it. Um, yeah, sometimes, you know, your, your kids and dogs hurt themselves and you think, oh, we'll have to get them to the vets. And then, and then they come back and they're absolutely fine. This day was like, it's not okay. Something is seriously wrong here. You know, normally she'll, normally she'll try and bite the vet. You know, that's, that's the normal line for me that I know she's absolutely fine. We spooled her out in the boot of the car. We got her there. They came out. They were feeling her all over. She, there was just no movement from her whatsoever. And they took her in on a stretcher. And they said to me, you know, we're going to do some tests, everything else. Uh, go home. 
I was like, I'm not going home. This is, you know, so I'm sort of sat in the boot of the car. I've opened the boot of the car up. I'm cuddling her teddy and I'm just laid in the boot of my car for four hours waiting for, for any sort of sign that the vet's going to call. And it got to four hours later and they rang and they said, we've done her bloods, we've done um, x-rays, we've done everything else. Everything's fine apart from the fact that she's got arthritis. And I'm like, that dog's just put me through hell for four hours and they said yeah she can come home she's absolutely fine and I'm like right okay she's come out she's wagging her tail she's jumped out in the car she's got home she wants food she wants treats she wants cut I'm like you my eyes are so swollen I look I just it, I look like a corpse you know it's just horrible oh. and I just and she's just wagging her tail at me and I think I've just gone through this <laughs> and you're treating me like I've done through, I've done nothing how dare you and you got a feed um, in yeah, there too you probably got a cup of biscuits and, that's and some it, water yeah. and now you're gonna have half my cake um but yes yeah, so, oh. so through that I, I got her swimming um and she does swimming weekly now yeah. she's up to eight, 18 minutes and three quarters which for every one minute of swimming is four minutes of running um, oh wow! So for thirteen, teen, yeah. she's doing all right. She's doing nearly an hour of, of running and zero as impact. Such. Like zero impact. Yeah, zero and that's and she turns into a puppy. It's completely changed her life. It's given her life again. Um, I mean, she still wakes up like a little old lady in the morning. Her back legs are sort of she just, just wiggles across until she does a couple of stretches and then she's happy. It does a mini um, yoga class. Like a, yeah, just a, a just a quick one. A it's quick normally down she dog. does this. A quick down she dog. does this thing where she puts her front paw out to the cupboard with her treats in, and it's sort of like a stretch, but like a oh, what's that in there? Can I have one of those? And then just sort of stands and looks at me, and I just think you shitbag. They are waiting they, until they, I've had my coffee. They know honestly, and as soon as they get a sniff, that okay, I can. <laughs> Monty used to corral me to the fridge because I called it the big silver thing of plenty, um, which is always <laughs> for the carrots because I kept him lean. And But he'd go, oh, that's good. Push, push, push. He's like a sheepdog, but he's a labrador. Push, push, yeah. push. Oh, wow, you're at the big silver thing of plenty. While you're there, open that door, Dad, and I'm sure they do up. this thing as well. They're like, they, you know, people go, oh, dogs are really happy for you. They're not. They just want you to get hyped up so that you give them something. You know, Rue will come over to me and she's sort of like wiggling and wagging her tail and giving me licks. And I'm sort of like, oh, my dog loves me. And then she just runs to the kitchen. And right. I'm like, you did that. You did that just so you could get something. This is cupboard love. This is not, this is not what I signed up for. You loved me about five years ago. All of a sudden you love me for food. You know, yeah. this, this is yeah. not acceptable. And then with that, I then get up and go and get her a treat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't even say no. And they look at you going, blah, 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 um, food. Like like if dog, yeah. dogs could yeah. talk and we speak and sing or, to or them. Do that thing where I go, no, you're not having it. No, you're not having it. No. All right. Just a tiny bit. And then that's it. Oh, for God's sake, here, just have it. <laughs> they are the so ultimate salespeople, ultimate salespeople. Yeah. They'll just yeah. stare you down and for days until you crack because they know that you're going to. I and... think the bottom line is I never want my dog to hate me. And I think yeah. if I don't give her that half a biscuit, she's going to hate me forever. And I can't accept that. Yeah. So you can have oh. this half a biscuit. I think Rue. She owns me. And so how did Rue get. Um... 
forget her name. Was it from like uh, you said before, like uh, Rudy, or was is it short? Yeah, Rudy? so her name's Rudy. Her name at the rescue center was Zola, oh. um, which I think is like a god. I think it's like a Greek god or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I spoke to my little sisters at the time, who I think were about four, and um, I said, "I've got a puppy," and they went, "Oh my god!" And I said, "What shall I name her?" And they went, "Rudy Nudy," and it came from there. And I was like, okay. right, she's Rudy, because she's naked. Obviously, all dogs are naked without their collars. Yeah, so yeah. she's Rudy Nudy. Rudy. So her Nudie. name actually means that she's naked. <laughs> oh, because but, I, th- I thought... We just, we just shortened her to Rue. Oh, my God, because when I saw Rue, I thought, like, like kangaroo. Like, uh, but, but it was just the Australian influence, and I went... Well, the thing is, it, it came from Winnie the... Obviously, then I shortened it to Rue, and I was like, it's the Winnie the Pooh little Rue, because she used to have... Her legs were so long that she used to bounce backwards... So it was like a kangaroo effect, but then Rue is a boy. So I was like, oh, my Rue is a girl. So I can't then say like Rue from Winnie the Pooh. Then people would think she's a boy and she's not a boy. She's a girl. But then she does. She's very, she does look like a boy. I often do think, I look at her and I think you look like a boy. I don't tell her it. I just think it because I don't want to offend her. Obviously, she's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Going, Shh, don't, you can't say that. You can't say that. Paul I do Kent? it with Rue. Oh. I will hug. I hug Rue. You know, if they're just being kids, as yeah. they are, and you just hug the dog, and you go, "I can't do this." Do we go away? Should we go in the car and just drive and keep driving? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they look at you, and you think, "If you said that, I'm in a lot of trouble." <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm they med- keep secrets. They keep your secrets. Oh, they do. They're amazing. Oh, they they definitely do. Imagine if they. There was these secret sessions behind the uh, behind the scenes that you know. I yeah. think half of us would be in prison, wouldn't we? Really, oh, I'd be um, I'd be in prison for my singing ability because I, I I can't sing. I'm, <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm I'm absolutely terrible. But but I'd sing to Monty. Yeah, and but sing to I George. bet you still sing. Yeah. Oh, to, Mon- to Monty and George, and that that's about it. Yeah, but, you, yeah. You are my you are my sunshine. I sing to Rudy, um, because she is, and uh, yeah, I can't sing. It's t- but she has never complained, so this is why I keep doing it. She's never said no. I've always wanted to go to the dog beach dressed as a dog, like in a mascot suit, and just come bounding down from the sand dunes <laughs> under the sand. Or get one of them big orbs and paint it like a giant tennis ball. Run. <laughs> Every. <laughs> <laughs> like the dog Pied Piper. <gasps> The big chocolate bar at Easter or whatever you go. Wow, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the holy grail of of entertainment. It's so funny that um here, here Monty, here's your PlayStation and it's like a tennis ball. Here, here's your new car, Monty. It's a tennis ball. Here's yeah. here's uh here's um here's Happy a down, birthday, here's ten. I know. Here's a, a down payment on the mortgage for the house, it's a tennis ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jess, thanks for coming on. This has been pretty pretty cool, hey. It's been so much fun. It's been so much fun, and um, let's uh, let's do it again soon, hey? Awesome. That would be amazing. Cheers, Jess. You take care. And you.